Welcome back to another episode of P-Hall Radio. This is episode 61. I'm your host, Brian Rowan. Tonight, we've got a fun one. We've got Lane Peters on, and uh, Lane's done an episode prior uh, talking about um, his journey to West Point. Um, just check out that episode. But tonight, we have Lane on as the prepster coach, uh, giving us an update You know, right before the season. And technically, their season already started. So uh, I want to welcome Lane on the show. It's you know great to have you on. Pumped to talk wrestling. Let's do it. Awesome. So um, you guys just got, I, I was looking at your social media, seeing, you know, your guns, your hiking, you're doing all stuff. You did a little bit of wrestling too. You know, how was it in, uh, at, at the Air Force Academy? It was nice. It was a good trip. Uh, we've been planning to do that trip. The prep school has for a couple of years now and obviously has an adversity there uh, with the pandemic and things like that. So it was good to get back out there. Um, but we were really excited to get on the mat, you know, and uh, we definitely seized that opportunity. Um, and you know, it worked out well, well, where we were kind of matched up with air force in terms of weights and things like that. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, light guys, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, but, um, and they had a lot of light guys so that worked out well for us, but, uh, we were able to, to kind of double it with an air force football game and an air force, uh, lacrosse game, which we took home three W. So commandant was happy about that. We were happy about that. Uh, but it was a great trip. Um, and, and like you mentioned, kind of had some fun between whistles too. Uh, did some hiking, um, took him to garden of the gods, linked up with, um, Army wrestler Major Anderson. Um, so got to see him and his family there for a little bit, as well as uh, Ben Harvey, who's also out there at Carson. So good to see uh, the Army wrestling family wherever we may be in the country. And uh, certainly had some fun on the mat too. Nice. Were they able to go to the match? Like, was it was, and like, or was it just like you saw them in off time? Or how was the? Uh, well, both. Yeah, both. We uh, saw them on the uh, off the mat, and then they also came. So we didn't do a traditional dual meet, you know, where it was like. Um, in a gymnasium or anything, we just did live matches in their room, but they were able to come to that as well as some use map staff that was out there too. Uh, so we saw them, you know, both on and off of that. Nice. Nice. Um, is anybody else out there? Was anybody, uh, I'm trying to, I, I should do a better job as kind of a, the facilitator of, I consider myself like the B hall events coordinator. Um, right. And as you said all that, so I was like, man, I was like, I should have put a post out or something like, Hey, the prepsters are coming out to, you know, the air force Academy, you know, who's in the area, you know, hit up, hit up lane. Here's his, here's his Instagram. Yeah, you're right. We really should have been more proactive on that. That's on me too. I think we got a uh, Jack Buell out there, 2020 grad, as well as Matt Kelly. Matt Kelly's either there now or just left. Um, but I know those two are out there as well. Those are the most recent grads that I know. I'm sure we've got some other ones a little older than I'm not aware about, but um, yeah, we did have a couple more people out there. We could have reached out to for sure. Nice. So, so where are you guys getting that funding? I mean, I think the, when I was at the prep school, uh, when I was down at Fort Monmouth, I think our, our, our furthest trip was uh, Nassau Community College. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we lucked out, like I mentioned there, we doubled it with the football game. Uh, when you hop on the football funding, you know, you typically typically do well and better than you, you do otherwise. But we also flew out on a, on a C-17 out of Stewart. So from one military base to another, uh, obviously the flight was free. The deal was that we were like a training element for uh, the Stewart Air Air for Elf Airfield staff. Uh, so we kind of helped them out. They helped us out. Um, we stayed in the barracks there at Fort Carson. So we roughed it for sure. Uh, but that made it even more fun, you know. Uh, so I think that's kind of how we got away with it in terms of funding. That's hey, that's the, the way to be. Anyway, uh, right. You can you can fly a whole team out there and you know fly out there and stay, you know, uh, be housed for free. I mean, that's that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, the, the roughing it kind of made it even funner. Um, and nobody had been on a C-17 before, so that was a unique experience, too. We uh, got to go up in the cockpit during flight and see see that as well. So super cool experience all around, for sure. Nice, nice. So 
diving back diving in kind of like uh and that's like the now the right now um let's let's take it back a few months um you know you come in as a prep school coach um you know what's i guess talk to like what it's like being you know getting into coaching you know being a leader um you know kind of from that standpoint you know we haven't talked about the prep school a bit you know but and we've talked to ais a bit but not from necessarily like that that lens and you're in the middle of it right now you know so yeah very fresh on your mind yeah yeah well i'll start out by saying if anybody follows me on social media they probably saw me mention this that it's been very rewarding it's been more rewarding than anything i could have done individually uh but it's certainly um more demanding than i expected you know to invest in other people like that uh and there's just a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that i was kind of unaware of you know as an athlete you show up you make weight and, and you kick butt on the mat and you turn around you go home but you don't realize uh all the logistics that go behind it you know whether it's the army stuff in terms of like transportation and funding uh, and lodging and meals and all that or whether it's coaching and, and individual needs uh team needs and, and everything like that so uh it's been very demanding but like i said it's been very rewarding uh i think you know i've had great mentors in my life and, and major will simpson particularly uh i gave him a call the other day and said that i've always felt connected to him you know uh, we have a lot of similarities and same branch and, and uh, just you know man of faith and, and a lot of things that i kind of lean on him for uh, but particularly in this job, because he was the prep school coach when I was there at the prep school. So leaning on him, leaning on Coach Ward, um, leaning on even the wrestlers, you know, uh, it, just kind of figuring it out, all out myself. Uh, but it's I very much I, I love the job. It's a dream job. And if I could somehow stay there for five years and fulfill my army commitment, I certainly would. But I think they're going to kick me out at the end of the semester. So uh, it's been certainly a learning curve um, and I wouldn't trade it, you know, uh, but I, I'm very excited to compete and, and kind of get some results. Uh, and see the fruits of that labor kind of thing and, and make the necessary adjustments as we always do in the season, you know? So uh, it, like you mentioned, it's only just beginning, but I'm very excited for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I'm sure it's, it's, it's probably gone by super quick too. And then, uh, yep. you mentioned all the logistics and everything that goes behind everything, you know, that it, it's added on, especially this year with um, Tyler Smith, you know, leaving and taking another coaching job. Um Talk to us a little bit about that, that transition. I'm sure that, 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 you know, when I talked to Coach Ward, I mean, that kind of came very suddenly um, when he, you know, when, when Bucknell had that opening. And, you know, I don't blame him. That's where he went. That's his alma mater. You know, that's, um, you know, that's a great opportunity for him. You know, but kind of leaving, leaving that, you know, all in, in your hands. Um, you know, what was that like? You know, was there, you know, a lot to kind of um, take care of, you know, or, you know, from that standpoint, I mean, you know, it, we haven't always had a prepster coach, um, you know, on the civilian side. So I'm sure it wasn't the end of the world, but, you know, talk to us about that transition a little bit. Yeah, it's funny to be real because, you know, I, I obviously didn't plan for that. You know, um, we were coming in in August um, and I was talking to Tyler back when he was, you know, still on the staff on paper. And I was like, hey, are we going to get, you know, a prepster picnic together? We didn't really know what the COVID mitigation you know, regulation was for that. Uh, but long story short, we kind of threw one together. Um, and then it wasn't long after that that he had mentioned to me and then to the team that he was going to be leaving for Bucknell. Uh, so it, it's funny because I almost didn't have time enough to kind of process it and think about it until you're thrown into it, which looking back, I think is a good thing. You know, you don't know uh, what you're capable of until you're kind of thrown into it. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't know that it was coming, you know. So uh, like you mentioned, we've, I know that before we've had graduates come back as the AI coach. So I knew that it was possible. You know, I knew that people had done it before. So I'd reach out to various you know, individuals that had done it in the past. Uh, and so that was pretty cool to kind of have that army wrestling community, um, you know, kind of foster me that way. And uh, that's the thing that I love about our community too, that, you know, it's, there's always somebody that has went through it before you, whether 
you're going to a new duty station or a new job or whatever it is, you can kind of lean on each other there to figure that out. But uh, like I said, not knowing that it was coming, I think kind of helped me, you know, so, um, but it's, it's something that I've, I've wrestled my whole life, right? It's not something that, you know, I'm new to, it's just now taking uh, what I've done and, and now teaching it. So uh, there's certainly a learning curve and, and it's easy to go out and, you know, hit a certain technique, but when you explain it to somebody fresh out of high school at 17 years old, it's like, you find out that maybe you don't know it as well as you thought you did. So going back and uh, that's the beauty of this day and age too, that you can watch, you know, flow wrestling or give somebody a call that showed you that technique and ask the specifics of it. You know, I give coach Ward a call, coach Joe a call all the time, pull it up on flow wrestling, you know, break it down and then translate it that way. Uh, but it's certainly different than, like I said, than going out and competing. Um, but yeah, that, that's a little bit about that curve. <laughs> um, so Spoke a little, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you got there and you came back, you guys had that little ice cream social, you know, I, as I was like thinking, okay, what can we talk about uh, on the episode? I thought, you know, one of the topics we had addressed is like, you know, uh, that, that Kevin mentioned before was like, you know, molding, you know, molding cadets in that, you know, 47 month experience. Um, and, you know, you having it from the start, you know, even before, you know, their, their cadets, you know, taking new cadets and seeing that transition in the first, just the first couple months, um, you know, what is it like, you know, I guess, you know, specifically the guys that you're, you're uh, you know, the wrestlers there, how, how has that transition been so far? You know, have you lost any guys yet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, we've not lost any recruits. We have a couple, you know, preferred walk-ons on paper. Uh, I don't even really know exactly what that means to be honest with you. Uh, we have one change of heart there, but others than that, you know, our core recruits, we've had, um, you know, no, no losses there. And it, it's cool to see them kind of grow, uh, you know, closer to each other and, and grow as wrestlers, grow as, you know, future leaders and things like that. Um, so no, we've not had any losses. It is unique in that, uh, you know, uh, here we obviously have the, the military side of things and also the wrestling side of things. And you'll hear different people say like, you know, make sure that I heard uh, one of the teachers, I think asked one of our guys and it was kind of a loaded question the other day. Uh, Did you come to West Point to wrestle? And, you know, of course they're like, well, yeah, I came to wrestle and, and that's not the right answer. Um, and so one thing that kind of like sticks out to me is that, you know, you have different people are saying that uh, you can't buy into fully just that you're there for one thing. And, and what I would say to that is that you can't buy in fully to our program. And here's why, because our values align with the values of the institution, you know, so getting them to buy in fully to the, like their wrestling identity it, in turn gets them to buy into West Point as a whole. So seeing them grow in, into their like, you know, new identity uh, as cadets or whatever. Uh, is pretty pretty unique to do it through the lens of wrestling because I would suggest you know that that's one of the best ways to do it and shared hardship like that and particularly our sport we know um, you know how much that offers so uh, I don't know it's it's different because um, it's like nothing they've done before you know so it's cool for them to come we got kids from the west coast that have never left the state of California and now all of a sudden uh, they're both in the army with their head shaves and also wrestling division one level. Um, and seeing them kind of, you know, lean on the team and, and lean on me and, and the rest of the staff down the hill, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty unique. Yeah, and then they wake up uh, this morning and it's 29 degrees. It's not California. Right. Yep, yep. <laughs> I said to wake up my phone and be like, what was the weather in Highland Falls this morning? I was like, holy crap, 29 yep. degrees. Right, yeah. Yeah, we just took an ACFT, I think it was yesterday, and it was so evident to see, you know, who was from where and, and who was wearing multiple layers uh, of the PTs and things like that. So yeah, they stick out like a sore thumb. That's for sure. <laughs> so let, let's talk uh, specifics on some of the recruits. Um, yep, yep. You know, talk to us about, uh, you know, kind of how many, how many you got there, you know, kind of, you know, where are they from, um, how they're looking, you don't have to, you know, 
we don't know who's listening in, you know, Colette, you know, and his crew may be listening in. So we want to go, you know, super, super in depth. Don't be like, Hey, uh, you know, Johnny's got a sweet headlock, you know, right. Let's let's keep it a little more high level, but um, try to get specific for our fans a little bit more. Yeah. 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 So we got nine recruits and and I'll tell you, be real. um, I'm very glad that I went through army West point when I did, because I think that our program is outpacing the level that I and multiple wrestlers in the past ever competed at. Uh, I think about these guys coming out of high school and it's like the level that they're wrestling at now. I mean, I, I feel like they're wrestling, you know, second and third year college level uh, kind of competition. So we've got nine recruits. And like I mentioned, ranging all the way from the West coast at 125 pounds uh, all the way um, multiple Midwest guys, you know, even some local guys in New Jersey. Uh, we, we don't have any heavyweights this year, but we do have a 197 pounder, uh, our Mon Ohio native. Um, but he also wrestled in Indiana in high school, but I'll go by, you know, just kind of name by name, but we got Charlie Farmer from Illinois, uh, 125 pounder. I love Charlie. Charlie works hard. Um, he's, uh, he's somebody that, you know, a lot of people kind of struggle to understand because he does things that, that aren't normal and, and he does them for a reason, you know, but he's very dedicated. Uh, he's, he's a stud on the mat, looks to score for seven minutes. Uh, so he's got a bright future. You know, he's disciplined with his weight, disciplined with his lifestyle, careful with who he hangs around. Um, so I think he's got a really bright future as do a lot of these guys, but, uh, we also got nine Vasquez also an Illinois boy, uh, wrestled at Izzy style, uh, Izzy style club, which we work out at when we go to Midland. So good connection there. Um, but he, he also, he and Charlie, uh, they battle it out, you know, almost daily, uh, and, and has a very unorthodox kind of style, but it, it works for him. And, uh, it's cool to kind of watch him, you know, do that with the guys down there. So. Um, and then we've also got Ethan Burgeon. So we're kind of loaded, you know, like I said, down, down low, but these guys are all at 125. Um, Ethan's kind of battled some injuries early on. He, he fractured his wrist um, wrestling, and, but he's uh, recovering well, doing all the things right there. Um, and, and he was a guy that wrestled at Young Guns in PA. Uh, so he, he certainly knows wrestling. As far as technical soundness, he's a guy that, you know, I even pull him aside and I'm like, hey, how do you hit this technique? Because I can see from the outside looking in that he, he knows what he's on. You know, he, he comprehends when somebody teaches to him uh, and he retains it well. So all three of those guys are at 125. And so um, if you're wondering about the future of Army West Point at 125, we can kind of sleep well at night knowing that, uh, you know, uh, those guys are, were in good hands there. We hope that they stay little, you know, and uh, we, we've struggled with that before where we recruit somebody for 125. And next thing you know, Peter Okinsanya is wrestling 149 and could easily wrestle 157. Uh, at the NCAA tournament, so um, yeah, that's I was gonna say. I mean, you, you can recruit, you know, five guys for 125, and you know, you get in that mess hall, and you get you get through that B summer, and in the fall, yep. next thing you know, you, you know, the season comes around, and you're 155 pounds. Right. I don't know if you're gonna be making 125 pounds next this year. <laughs> right, and that's why I kind of preach to them, and I think our program has kind of had like a, a change of you know change of heart here, or change of culture rather, uh, and that you know you don't have to cut weight year round per se, but you know, wrestling is a lifestyle. And particularly here at, at our program and so kind of preaching to them like just because you're at the mess hall doesn't mean you got to eat what everybody else is eating you know you can control your portions you can you can get an extra workout in do whatever it is you need to do um but but yeah i think they they kind of represent that well too you know they uh they stand out within their peers too in terms of discipline and, and things like that so i feel confident that they can do so you know uh but moving on 133 we got raymond lopez uh i don't know any of the army wrestling insider uh subscribers would know we uh, did an article about Raymond the other day, uh, but he comes from Fresno, California. Love Raylo. So we call him Raylo, obviously, uh, his new adapted nickname. But Raylo is a ball of life, uh, smiles from ear to ear, you know, every day. Russell's hard. Um, now we're trying to get him to Russell smart. You know, there's a, a difference in the two. 
Um, but you'll never have to question Raymond's work ethic. Uh, so he's kind of the life of the party. You know, he's like the, the team clown. Um, but uh, he, he too has a bright future if we can you know, make him make some slight technical adjustments. But uh, he's a lot of fun for sure. Um, and then we got a couple of Jersey boys at, at 141 uh, and Shane Persley and Eddie Hummel. So uh, love both of these boys. Um, Shane Persley has kind of battled a little bit of an injury with his knee here in the beginning, um, but wrestled and wrestled hard at Air Force. Uh, so, um, and, and Eddie actually was, was hurt a little bit too with a, a banged up ankle, but he too wrestled at Air Force. Both of these guys, are, they're from the same area. They know each other well. They wrestle frequently um, and they, they provide the typical, you know, Jersey comedy uh, that they always do on the team. So really excited about those boys. And they actually have a connection with Mark Montgomery on the team. Um, I think one of them actually wrestled with Mark in high school. Uh, so it's good. It's always good to see, you know, kind of the connection with the, with the guys on the Hill, but very excited about both of those boys at 141. Um, and then we've also got, uh, Ryan Franco, another California boy at 141, uh, from the Fresno area as well. Um, so he and Raymond know each other pretty well. Uh, so they wrestle, you know, quite frequently. So if you, if you mentioned, if you, you're putting, doing this math in your head, all these names are at 141 and below. So we're obviously pretty bunched up there at the bottom. Uh, which, you know, iron sharpens iron. So it's, it's good to have all those guys kind of beating on each other in the room daily. Uh, and then even when we do RTC practices down the hill, they get a hold of the lightweights there and it's fun to watch them scrap. But that kind of round, rounds out our lightweights. Um, and then we got Trey McDaniel uh, from Tennessee, from Chattanooga area. So familiar with, you know, Coach Ward and his network down there. Very talented young kid. He's kind of yet to go, grow into his body, um, but he'll grow into it and grow into it well. He's very, you know, very explosive, um, very uh, talented in terms of technique. And, and it's, again, it's kind of somebody that wrestles unorthodox and maybe gets away, uh, you know, with, with strong hips. Um, and, and so I'm trying to condition him to get in better position, you know, and, and when he does, so he's going to be, he's got a bright future at Army West Point. That's for sure. What weight class uh, is he? Say that again. What weight class is he? He's a 149 pounder right now. Um, he doesn't cut any weight. You know, I can see him being there for a couple of years or so. Uh, but he's certainly got the frame to, to put more on him too if we want. But um, he's a great student as well. I think he actually had the highest GPA on the team this semester. So uh, you love that, you know, when you can worry about a guy taking care of the stuff off the mat himself and when you come into the room and, and worry about wrestling. We always love that. So, uh, you know, he, like I mentioned, as a lot, a lot of these guys do, has have a very bright future. Uh, and then we got another uh, California guy, 149, and Ryan Alvarado, preferred walk one. Uh, Ryan's been really battling some injuries, but I love Ryan's work ethic. You know, I love guys like that on our program and, and he too is a very good student. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I've not really got a chance to, to watch Ryan wrestle and compete on the mat, uh, but I can tell you, he sure looks like a wrestler and, and his attitude is contagious and it's positive. So love having him around too. Um, and then moving on all, all the way up. So we don't really have any middleweights, um, but we got, you know, those, those little guys some 49 pounders and we go all the way up to uh, 197, and, and I mentioned Eli Pack earlier, but he wrestled at Clover Academy in Indiana in high school, uh, but he's a, a Columbus, Ohio native. Um, Eli certainly has some, some learning to do on the wrestling mat, but great kid, great character, uh, love his work ethic, and, you know, guys like that just need time to figure it out. They need time to, to learn a little something about themselves and learn to be okay with fatigue and learn to be okay with getting beat on and, and being aggressive. Think about Eli Pack. I kind of thought to myself the other day and he and I had a conversation. Uh, he's such a, a kind hearted person. You know, he sometimes has trouble being so physical on the mat. And, and I tell him that if you really love somebody in our room, you know, then that means that you'll kind of uh, demonstrate what other people would call tough love. We would just call it love. 
Um, but, you know, to, to be physical with somebody and, and take him down five times in a period, if that's what it takes. Um, but in his head, you know, he, he's, I don't think he's quite grasped that yet, but we'll get him there. Um, right now we got another preferred walk one in Declan Griffin from Massachusetts. Uh, good hard worker. Love having him around. Um, but that kind of round, rounds out, you know, our 11 guys, uh, so to speak. So when you say preferred walk on, is that, I'm, I'm guessing that's, they were, they were able to get into the prep school, but they weren't like chipped, I guess, as you'd say. And then they have to like, once they get through the prep school and get to West Point, then they'll be like on the team. Yeah, that's a good question, Ryan. I don't really know. From my understanding, uh, a preferred walk-on means that we didn't use a chip on them on the admissions board, um, and you know the, the coaching staff elected to use allocate those elsewhere. But like you said, they get into West Point on their own, uh, so certainly all good students or, or provide some you know benefit to the academy in some aspect. Uh, so like we got two of them right now, um, and I don't know what their future holds on the team. Um, I know that we've had guys in the past that you know walk on or, or whatever it is. Uh, that, that process is pretty informal and it looks different year by year. So, um, you know, we certainly love having him around right now. I, I don't know what it looks like for him in the future. Um, but uh, so that's all I know, really. Do you guys have other walk-ons that come at the prep school that just like wrestle on the team? Uh, when I was yeah. there, it was like, you'd have like, you know, let's say, you know, eight to 10 like recruits. Then you'd have like another 10 guys that like at the prep school who just like might've wrestled or like, just, you just kind of want to fill up the room and like, right. I don't know. We had, we had a bunch of those guys. I don't know if that, does that still exist? Yeah. yeah so uh, when I was at the prep school five years ago, we had a couple, you know, walk-on walk-ons um, and they would even compete for us in dual meets and, and we won a couple of dual meets because of it, you know? So, uh, but this year we do not. Um, I had a couple, you know, I had multiple, like you mentioned, I think we had nine or 10 that tried, um, but with the room, with the quality that we had, you know, I kind of elected to keep the group smaller, more intimate. Um, we have a couple of managers. We've got three managers that are fantastic for us. Uh, and they were gentlemen that tried to, you know, walk on. And I said, hey, guys, you know, like, this is where we're at, but this is where we need help. If you guys want to do so, I'd love to have you. Um, and they've kind of tackled that. Uh, and Michael Hill, um, Jesse Arenado, and then Hiram Flores, um, if, if they're listening, we really appreciate everything that they do. Um, so they they were, were guys, like I said, kind of tried to walk on. But to answer your question more specifically, we don't have any walk-on walk-ons this year. Um, so there's, there's pros and cons to that. You know, uh, I love the gentleman that walked in with me when I was at the team and it was good to kind of have outside perspectives like that and a couple of prior service guys. Um, but with the level that these guys are at, I thought it best to kind of keep it more intimate, you know, um, to know, but. Appreciate that. So, uh, getting into kind of the preseason now, did you guys, you know, what, what did the preseason look like? Um, did they just, you know, cause they, they come in later, um, you know, like mid July and then they get through, CCBT, do you guys start preseason, you know, preseason right then, or does wrestling, you know, talk to us through that kind of yeah. a little bit, how you guys uh, orchestrate getting into the regular season? Yeah, no, it's not much different than the Academy during CCBT, uh, which is their version of beast. You know, we have mass athletics. So um, during that time, it was more come in, you know, work out if you want, but more just get to know people, uh, maybe, you know, roll around, break a sweat, whatever it is. Um, but as soon as CCBT was over, it was kind of your typical preseason. Um, and, you know, I kind of seek the wisdom of, of some coaches that I had in the past. And there were our fair share of ski slope runs and, you know, plate workouts and things like that. But we actually spent a significant amount of time on the mat wrestling. You know, there's a difference between being in running shape. Um, and, but to, to wrestle for seven minutes and to wrestle six matches in a day at Division One level, well, hey, you got to wrestle for that, you know. So that was kind of what I really advocated for. And, and like I said, we we like I, we did our fair share of driving the fat off of them and doing the ski slope runs and 
um, using the track and doing intervals and, and all that stuff. But we spent a lot of time wrestling uh, and wrestling for a longer period of time, uh, maybe with some more rest in between the preseason, you know, uh, while the guys are getting their weight down, getting in shape. Um, we covered a lot of technical positions. We, we got some guys coming out of high school that um, maybe didn't have the best technique in certain areas. Uh, so kind of spent some time where, you know, it was evident that we needed the time. Um, but uh, that was kind of, you know, my philosophy and that it, let's get these guys good at wrestling. You know, these guys are at this level because they know how to wrestle hard. You know, they know what the sacrifice takes. Um, we did a lot of mindset work as well. So that was something that I kind of utilized CCBT for. Um, you know, that, that was time that not everybody wanted to get on the mat after training all day, uh, but we could, you know, get a mental sweat in. Um, so using, you know, kind of some work between the ears, which, you know, I, I personally think is extremely important, maybe the most important thing about our sport. Uh, so kind of inculcating them in like the, the Army wrestling culture, uh, everything from lifestyle to, to B-Haw, um, to how it is that we want to represent ourselves on the mat um, and making sure that they understood that before, you know, even a single whistle blew. Uh, and that was what was so rewarding about Air Force is that when that those whistles did blow, it was so evident, you know, in, in our culture and the way that we train, the way that we represent ourselves. Um, it, it was awesome. And I can talk a little bit more about that if you'd like. But um, that was, it, to answer your question, be real, it was more, you know, um, wrestle, wrestle a lot, cover positions that are important um, and kind of specific, uh, geez, be more specific in our training uh, with each individual person the closer we got to season um, kind of work, you know, more one-on-one -on -one with some guys. Their schedules are a little bit different. Um, so getting the work where they need there. Uh, but now we're kind of the typical, you know, early season kind of training cycle where uh, we have a competition, you know, November 7th. So, uh, you know, you modify a little bit from the typical schedule then. Um, but that's kind of what it's looked like to this point. Nice. Uh, so Jesse Dovecchia came on uh, the show yep. um, like two days ago and you were talking about like doing a lot of individual workouts. He was like, yeah, sometimes I have like, you know, most days I'll have like two extra workouts where I'm working on guys, but sometimes it's three, four, five extra workouts outside of practice. And I'm like, dang, that's yeah. a lot of wrestling. That's a, yeah. that's a full-time job right there. Cause I think, you know, I think of like your coach's job, I'm like, okay, your coach practice I'm thinking like, okay, you're out of West Point, you know, you're, you're out of the practice time. You probably get one extra workout in maybe with some guy, you know, with a guy or, you know, that, but when he's talking, I'm like, man, this is, and he's not even working with, you know, that many guys, you know, this is right. you know, six or seven guys that he's working with, but he's getting, you know, they're all getting extra workouts in each day. Um, yeah. he said, you know, he said he was, uh, he's lighter now than he was, you know, this time last year competing because right. Right. He's, he's just, he's working out so much more. Yeah. Which I think that speaks volumes Vero, to like people that aren't internal to our program and don't see that daily. They don't quite understand what our volunteer assistants and um, like our athletic interns and Bobby healed and Trey Shellafo down the hill do not see the work that those guys put in and how valuable they are to our program. Uh, particularly Jesse, I cannot speak enough to like, you know, the work that he does. That's, that was a fantastic pickup for our program. And like, you know, you mentioned he's doing five, six, seven individual workouts a day. Uh, and, you know, we, guys like Benny Pazook and Marcus Hartman, Peter Agatania, those guys, like they need somebody like that that's been in the NCAA finals, you know, uh, can kind of kick the crap out of anybody. So, yeah, I, I mean, you nailed it there and that people don't see that kind of stuff, but they're extremely valuable for sure. So uh, so looking ahead at the season, like what's your what's your schedule look like? You, you mentioned you guys just got back from Air Force. You headed to East Stroudsburg this weekend or is that? Yes, sir. Yeah, East Stroudsburg this weekend. Following weekend, uh, the John Costell open at Binghamton. Um, and then the following weekend, the Shorty Hitchcock invite. 
Millersville, Millersville, Pennsylvania. So all quality tournaments to round out November. Um, and then going into January, we have a duel with uh, the Spartan RTC, uh, which for those who don't know, is basically just Cornell's red shirts. Uh, so quality dual meet at home there. Uh, and then we got, I believe, the Bob Quaid invite after that local tournament. Uh, so, um, and then to round out, we got one more open there that I'm kind of forgetting about right now. But then into the new year, you got ones like uh, the Franklin and Marshall, the Edinburgh, the National Collegiate Open. Um, you know, all those are, are quality tournaments. So they'll, they'll, be able to, they'll certainly get a chance to wrestle this year. And then we'll round out the year uh, with a, a tribe meet against Navy and Air Force prep, both coming uh, here to West Point. So um, I personally won't be here for that. I depart at the end of the semester, but uh, they will be in good hands, whether it's with uh, Lieutenant Shellifo uh, or whoever kind of takes command there. Um, but that's what the schedule looks like for them this year. Is uh so that's not, you don't, you don't have like somebody coming back for like the next six months. It's gonna be somebody that stays there. Uh, to be honest, we don't know what that looks like. So um, we know that you know Trey's kind of uh, might hang around West Point. So ideally, you know, he kind of takes over. He's been in and out of the room right now with us. Uh, but nobody is slotted on paper to you know kind of take command. Um, we've recently added a new new staff member to um, the RTC staff, and I don't know what I'm allowed to say, you know, for for logistic reasons or whatever, but. Um, so the fact of the matter is that somebody that we know and trust will, will be there to take over for him, uh, but we don't know exactly who yet. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all I got as far as topics. Um, you know, I may be coming to the East, the, to the, um, East Strasburg Open on Sunday. I may drive up. It's only like an hour okay. away from my house. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll see yeah, you. I'll be there. Uh, are you guys, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, – could be potential battles. You know, uh, Jesse said they're bringing like 25 guys. Yeah. Bringing, you know, the nine guys up. So um, between, you know, at 125, there's probably going to be like six army guys wrestling. So yeah. Yeah. They're running into each other a few times. <laughs> yeah. And, and that'll be cool to see too, because we see them in the, in the regional training center environment, you know, and uh, it's funny because some days we go down there and, and we feel good about ourselves when down there and other days, not so much. So it'll be cool to see in that competition environment with singleton and, whistles blowing what happens uh but i know one thing we wrote these guys they certainly know how to suffer they know how to represent themselves well um whether it's you know wrestling on the edge or, or wrestling through a whistle or looking to score for seven minutes and the physicality that comes along with college wrestling um you can trust that if there's an army army prep matchup uh that there will be fireworks and so we look forward to that for sure that's good to hear yeah. well appreciate you coming on sharing all this stuff our listeners appreciate it well um, you know as a season you know we'll like to have you on, you know, um, you know, before you head out for the, the semester, kind of give a wrap up of how, how they're yeah. doing, um, you know, cause I want to keep, you know, we've had that feedback from listeners is like, it, you know, it, it seems like the prepsers, you, nobody talks about it. Um, right. You know, because Kevin can't really talk about it as much, you know, I think, right. you know, um, you know, NCAA stuff, but, you know, fortunately on BHA radio, we don't have any rules, so we can do right. what we want. That's right. Yeah. And I, I recognize that I didn't really get very intimate in, in the one-on-one and I would certainly love to do so later. Uh, we just don't necessarily, you know, have the time and the you know the competition to do so right now. Um, but like I said, the, the future is bright for all of them. So I look forward to later in, in the season, you know, getting into the specifics there. Are you guys going to do any um, duels with like, like, I remember there was always a prep school duel when I was there with, with West Point. We traveled up. Um, you guys, are yeah. you guys doing an informal thing like that? Yeah, great. Just- you know, I reached out to the coaching staff and they wouldn't even wrestle us. So I tried. I tried to line up. I don't know what they're wondering from, but they they wouldn't wrestle us when I tried to reach out. So um, not this year. At least it's not on the schedule yet. Maybe I may have to take this as a soundbite and, and promote it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah get some back and forth going. The tail to take videos and throw all over social media. Uh, but no, we're not wrestling them yet. Um, but, you know, uh, like I said, they'll get quality matches regardless. Awesome. Well, appreciate you hopping on, um, taking some time. Should listeners appreciate it. But be Hall, be Navy. Hey, thanks, Vero. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email, bhaw.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, go Army, be Navy.